Hello you, welcome to Riot Act Reviews, part of Riot Act, your alternative music podcast, where me, Stephen Hill, and him, Rumfrey Deadman, there he is. Hello. Stroking his temple, ready to <laughs> unleash a barrage of opinions and hot mm. takes on another record. Um, if you want to listen to us weekly, talking about all things music, what we like, and sometimes occasionally what we're not really that fussed about. Right act every Friday, we do a show. But we like to deep dive into some of the big releases of the world in which we inhabit in music now and again when something big comes along. And that's what we're going to do right now. Today, we are going to be looking at... Oh, you're right, by the way, Renfrey. How are you doing? You okay? Yes, I'm doing okay. Um, I have just sort of recovered from a big cough and... From a big cough. What a ridiculous Bloody thing hell. to say. I have, a, I have a tickly cough, I believe they call it in the biz. Uh, yeah. But um, I'm going to try and cough as little as possible in this review because this album, that. this album deserves more than me coughing all over the f- bloody oh. review. Every album deserves that, doesn't it? Surely, actually, we mm. talked about Motley Crue about yeah, four hours ago. Yeah, that I should doesn't. have left all the coughs in for that. Yeah, yeah, really. Uh, today we're going to be talking about Hushed and Grim by Mastodon. Yes, you heard me, Mastodon. Mastodon. That is, that's what they're called. That's what the NME tells me they're called. <laughs> So, I'm sure that's right. Mastodon, the eighth studio album. <laughs> I do I do know they're called Mastodon, mm. by the mm. way. Mm. It was a callback to the year 2017. That's very good. Remember that? Yeah, 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 yeah. What, what a year. The last time they released an album of new material, anyway, of original yeah. material. Yeah, well, that's exactly what I was referring to. The enemy review of Emperor of Sand from that particular time, which got much ludicrousness uh, thrown at it, much scorn thrown at it from people who like things being pronounced properly so um <laughs> you're going to be very very upset with what we do on a regular basis <laughs> like being, being pronounced properly uh the eighth studio album from the prog metal masters as you said the follow-up to 2017's emperor of sand album which i think got fairly mixed receptions from certain quarters of the metal world, maybe, mm. maybe. Um, I think that's and true. slightly beyond. Yeah, and slightly beyond. I was having a look, as I like to do in my spare time, um, at the Metacritic page, and I was quite for Mastodon. I was quite surprised to see that they're called Mastodon. Mastodon. I do apologise. Yeah. Uh, I was quite surprised to see that Mastodon's Emperor of Sand uh, scores seventy eight. Uh, out of 100 I kind of expected it to be more than that I mean I consider Emperor's Sand pretty much a classic Mastodon record at this point I, I love that album I think it's 78 great. is not bad it's not a bad score it's not bad but you know to give some perspective uh, The Hunter is on 83 uh, Hushed and Grim the record we're talking about at the moment I'm sure more reviews will come in but it's currently at 83 this is a joint uh, best scoring album on metacritics uh so far which is interesting because crack the sky and blood mountain both have 82 so yeah and oh. those those two are the ones that i would have thought would be really really high scorers you know mm. blood mountains in my classic albums uh leviathan's obviously missing there but that's in your classic albums. so yeah i yeah. feel like we could do half of mastodon's records as, as classic albums i you know just maybe more than half yeah I mean, a a more consistent and brilliant band in metal, it's difficult to think of. Mm. There's only a handful who have come through in the 21st century who are as great as this band. 
I did rank their back catalogue from worst to best for Metal Hammer last year. And I think that I must did have say been fun re listening to the entire discography of Masters on. It's not a bad, bad it was. job. Yeah. It was great. Yeah. yeah. Um, comments weren't so good. But um, they never are, are they? <laughs> but it's just a lot of people going, who? You're idiots. No, this is wrong. <laughs> and then not. No, I don't need to back that up. Come on. Let's stop bashing. Metal <laughs> yeah. Um, no, just people on the internet, actually. <laughs> like, just anyone. Um, point being. I said at the time, I think Mastodon have probably got the most consistently great back catalogue of a significant length of any band in metal in the 21st century. Gajira might be the only other one that I would chuck in and go, there is Gajira as well. Didn't you escape plan? If they count as a metal band, would be up there as well. Yeah, if they count as a metal band, yeah. Even then, I think they've had a couple of slightly dippier dips to me. One of Ooh. us is a killer. Oh, I don't I know. know. I was not. Uh, yeah, but Miss, I love machi- Miss, Ma- Miss Machine. Miss Machine. Oh yeah, come on. I mean, I mean, yeah. I don't. I, 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 I think Dillinger have a brilliant track record. I think Mastodon have an incredible track record. I mean, you could chuck mm. in Baroness, I suppose. Um, yeah. But you know, it's not quite as lengthy. I mean, even my least favorite Mastodon record is The Hunter. Um, which is, you know, controversial because a lot of people really love that record. But, mm-hmm. you know, it's the least Remfrey like, isn't it? It's the the most straight ahead. It's their kind is, of black is, album. Do you prefer Once More Around the Sun to The Hunter? I think I do, ever so slightly. Ever so slightly, yeah. I really like Once More Around the Sun. Um, it's quite psychedelic, and I like Mastodon doing that. So, Okay, yeah. Well, we're not here to talk about that. No, we're that, not, actually. Particularly, but, yeah. yeah. Well, that is interesting. You so said I didn't. I didn't know that of you, Renfrey. Yeah. Um, so what we've got, yeah. So what we've got here is, uh, oddly, I thought Emperor Sand. When you say like oh, it wasn't greeted like a slam dunk or whatever, to me it felt like a massive return to mm, the sort of thing that Mastodon were doing prior to to for me far more rudimentary and straightforward albums for mastodon in the hunter in 2012 and once we're in a sun in 2014 um it really felt like it had elements of all of their records up to that point emperor of sand, yeah 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 and i I remember listening to emperor sand and going i have sort of missed this mm. do you know what i mean i have missed this because I, I really i think the hunter is like to me that i, that I think the hunter is good uh, I think Once More Around the Sun has got some amazing songs on it. I think The Hunter is probably just slightly better overall. But I think the high points on Once More Around the Sun might be better than the high points on The Hunter, personally. Mm-hmm. Anyway, for another day. But um, but when I heard Emperor Sand, I was like, oh yeah, th- th- this is the shit that Mastodon do that I really, really love and why I really like. They've been, they're always great. But I would go back to Crack the Sky and particularly Leviathan, Blood Mountain, those records, and and I was like, that's the, that's the the absolute bullseye of what I want from this band. I think, and so I, I was delighted to have that back. Those first four records, Remission, Leviathan, Blood Mountain, Crack the Sky. I mean, that is such an incredible run of albums, which showcase so many different elements of that band. You've got almost everything Mastodon do within those four records almost not quite but mm. almost um although i think those goalposts and in terms of what they do to 
get it back to this record that we're meant to be talking about, I think have kind of broadened once more because I think often when a new Mastodon album comes along, it's nice to contextualise it by sort of comparing it to one of the other ones and going like, what what does this roughly sound like compared to their back catalogue? And it took me a little while to figure out what it was for this album because I think it really does go into brand new territories and I think it is really broad and it's very I think the first thing to be said it's a it's a it's a very dense record and I think it does require a lot of time I love how you've just gone not going to bother talking about Emperor Sand even though I was right in the middle of it <laughs> contextualizing it you're straight in well fuck fuck emperor fuck what you were talking about with emperor sand and building up to it he's just going in straight away i'm just i'm just i'm just you know trying to get to the re- to get to the record all right That's fine it. yeah all right, um, forget emperor sand yeah it was good but some people didn't it like was it. great yeah, yeah yeah um well i was and we were having a chat in the pub last night actually um yeah. and we were, lads are we what a couple of fucking lads going out to the pub <laughs> and um uh we were there with Merlin as well and and he made this like interesting point about how the record um I feel like it's it's like one long piece of music almost it really does feel like a record which is meant to be digested in one whole it's quite difficult to sort of pick out uh it's not even difficult to pick out highlights but it does it doesn't feel right to do that um for this particular album it definitely feels this is an album isn't it it feels like something that needs to be played in one sort of sitting kind of thing yeah it it is and i think um i've been putting this review off a little bit Mm. because i sort of gone i can have another day with it another day with it because i think i got it slightly after you i think Mm. um and i put it on straight away when i first heard it and i was sort of had it on in the background it's not ideal to have it on in the background really when you kind of feel like you're going to want to inf- you know make some sort of opinion of it i think were you to listen to this passively don't think you're going to get loads out of it mm. or you're not going to get what you really need to get out of it you're not going to get you to might the get... meat of it no and i still um feel like i'm grabbing around some fleshy bits but often not quite hitting everything um we should say before we get right into it i was i mean the thing that excited me about it and it sounds horrible so excited me about it because the album is dedicated and to and kind of about the loss of the band's manager nick john who had been with them since 2004 uh he died of cancer in 2018 and obviously you know from reading the metal hammer feature that's in this month's metal hammer um really good feature that which is a great great feature Mm. by eleanor goodman who is um a really really good writer and a lovely person as well we should say um and you know i think they've they've touched on these sort of things before you know crack the sky emperor Emperor sand Sand. and the hunter all have um elements of or all kind of inspired by and driven by themes of loss and of illness and mortality and of yeah mortality and those sort of things and i was like well i there's not many bands uh many bands or any band really in metal i would say who you know if i was thinking like who could do justice to somebody's passing mastodon are a band in metal who are probably 
as high up on the list as you could possibly imagine i think that's that's, that's a great shout that's a great shout Mm. i've not really considered that but it would feel appropriate to play certain mastodon songs at i don't know a funeral and you can't say that Mm -hmm. i mean i'm going out there with this but you can't say that of cannibal corpse or something like that you know there is a majesty to their songs which kind of demands that sort of um reverence i suppose uh, well, even bands that we really, really love, like we just mentioned Dillinger, I don't think there's many Dillinger songs you could, or any Dillinger songs you could play at a, at a funeral. Baby's or, first I mean, coffee. Could... Uh, no, that was a joke. Oh, <laughs> <fucking> hell. Um, <laughs> yeah, Christ. Um, maybe the yeah, funeral of someone you hated. Maybe, yeah. like Vince Neil, for example, <laughs> who unfortunately continues to be alive, yeah. albeit in quite a sort of tragic demeanour and way. Um, I, I don't know, man. I just think that Mastodon have a grab. They have a gravitas about them, which I've, which I, which I think is one of the most amazing things about them. And gravitas the is other a good thing, word. Yep. and the other thing about them, which is fucking brilliant, is they have maybe more, maybe more than I think them. This is why people love them and Gojira so much, is because they are able to conjure whatever world they are trying to inhabit, mm. whatever feeling, whatever emotion, whatever state they're trying to inhabit they are brilliantly evocative of doing that yeah i absolutely probably agree. more probably more so than i would say even more so than gojira i think they have more they have you know mountains sea space um deserts mm-hmm. you can hear and feel all of that stuff yeah um, i i, I when agree. when they try and do it you know and gojira are very good at going here is the world crumbling mm. Or, you know, here is the world in disarray or here is like just the feel of nature in your fingertips. They can do that. But Mastodon, I think, are even better at creating a uh, a world that you can see just through Sonics. Yeah. I feel like I'm there more with Mastodon than mm. I do with Gojira, which isn't strictly, that's not, you know, saying therefore no. Gojira shit or anything like that. It's just, you know, yeah, I, I, I feel like Mastodon have that quality. Um, as you said, they have dealt with these themes of loss and death before um but this one this does feel different there's a real heavy weight to this record and weight is probably a better word than heavy because sonically this record absolutely does have its heavy moments um but there's a there's a lot more kind of finger picking and kind of um trying to produce these glacial quite beautiful sounds which i don't really feel like has been done i I feel like mastodon have done that sort of stuff maybe in the instrumental tracks which end some of the records like uh uh, you've got elephant man and stuff like that but they've kind of brought that element to the foreground a little bit more and it just gives it this really I i suppose in the past with the records that dealt with death it tended to be one person of the band or maybe two members of the band who had been affected but with this, it's all four members of the band and all four, the heartbreak of all four members, I think is really felt in the music. And um, and Merlin, but again, I'll bring up, Merlin brought up this point, it's, it's not just felt in the music, but sometimes there are phrases, there are just these key things that come out at you, which are like mantra-like, which feel, you can feel the weight of 
how this person has affected their life and it's a celebration of his life as well as a as mourning him but there's always a sort of weight to it and that's quite a i mean the other thing we should say is this is a double album this is macedon's first ever double album and most of the time we're quite dubious about double albums for you know well-worn reasons but i think macedon are one of the few acts where the concept of a double album actually quite excited me and i think you know hush and grim is 15 tracks long 86 minutes 27 seconds it's a big undertaking and it's a big undertaking on a theme which is very very melancholy um but i think there's so much to discover in the record as 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 well and i think that can the 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 feeling of how massive this project is can feel a little bit daunting and i know from talking to you in the pub last night not to get get all spoilery and stuff but i think that you have found this quite a daunting record haven't you yeah well i'm i'm gonna say what what i'm gonna say straight away is crack the sky was an album that i thought i didn't like for three years yes after it came out and you were wrong it was two, it was, <laughs> i was wrong yeah it was 2012 like, so it came out in two, i got the day it came out in 2009 right yeah, and i listened to it and i was like probably gonna need to listen to this a bit more and i listened to it a bit more and i was like i'm not really sure i'm not really getting it i'm not really sure and i kept listening to it until i just sort of stopped after six eight months i was like i don't get it it's not very good it's not a very good Mastodon album. That, mm. That's what I was sort of thinking. And then because I loved the previous two albums so much, every couple of months I would go, I'm going to just give it one give more it go. go yeah, and yeah. I just I just did not get it. Every single time I did not get it. I was like, this is, there's nothing to grab at. There's nothing that pulls me in. There's nothing... I found it a really kind of cold, elusive record, right? Crack the sky. I and think it can be. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And Understand then that. one. And then what? I was on a train one day going to uh, like a Butlins holiday camp in 2012, right? I was on the train. I was like, "Oh fuck it! I've got my headphones. I'm going to put crack the sky. Like, I'm going to be there for. It's going to take like an hour and twenty minutes for me to get down there on the train. I'm going to put crack the sky on. I'm going to give it one more listen." And it's and I put it on and I was suddenly like, oh my god, this is a mate, this is fucking amazing. And it'd only been like maybe three, three and a half months since I'd last given it a go. Mm. And I was doing it all the fucking time for three years, mm. always giving it another go. And it finally just sort of like slotted into place. And I was like, oh my god, that's suddenly, suddenly stuff that before felt elusive felt understandable. It was like a sort of, and it's like a kind of hall of mirrors or a. A kind of a Rubik's cube or something mm, that album, it's a puzzle. where you where you just go, I don't. How is that related to that? And that, that that's not a catchy vocal line. Yeah. And wh- how, why is this song so long? Like <laughs> all those things that were kind of going around my head. Yeah. Right? yeah. So don't it's taking me. Run away. You know all that yeah. weird sort of shit. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And and I was like, and then finally one day as I listened to it it kind of felt like my brain knew where I was and what was going on but it took fucking ages and I feel like this is still maybe not the right time for me to be reviewing this record yeah I can see because I have I have listened to it now I've lost count at this point because I knew we were going to have to do it I mean it's been out since Friday we're reviewing we're we're recording this on Wednesday 
Um, I've had it for like two weeks before that, mm. week and a half before mm, that, yeah, and I must have listened. And I must have listened to it every single day, bar like maybe two days mm. since I've had it. I must have listened to it at least once a day, mm. at least once, sometimes twice a day. So I reckon I'm a good twenty odd listens into it now. And there's maybe three or four songs that now jump out at me when I listen to it. I feel like I remember the whole record mm. while I'm listening to it. I feel like I go, oh yeah, I've I've heard this. But it's just so... Uh, it's just so... I mean, like you say, it's so dour. Like it feels... The 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 weight of it, it's, it's an oppressive, crushing album and not like a heavy like, ah, it's crushing, ah, mm, necro mm, sort of way. Mm. It's just like you put it on and you feel like it... It, it brings you down listening to it. I feel kind of often brought down by listening to it. Hmm. And then something will kind of come along that will make me go, oh, that's a good guitar riff or, oh, that's a good... I mean, Tear Drinker, I think they released that before the album came out, although I didn't listen to it before it came out. And it stuck out to me as like, oh, well, that makes sense to release that as a single. Mm-hmm. Because it is a sort of massive stadium rock banger. And I think they've shown that they're very good at writing them. Um, over the last decade or so uh, and I think Tear Drinker is that but done by sad people do you know what I mean it's Curl of the Burl done by sad people show yourself by sad people you know um, and so I think there's loads in this album that will eventually come around to me but at the moment I don't really feel like I can say which I know is no good for you lot who are listening and want to know what I think about it for me to go I don't know. But I don't know. I actually don't. I've got to fess up and just go, at the moment, I don't really feel like I know. Mm. I, 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 So what will become very, very clear as this goes on is I do not agree with you, but then at the same time, I can completely understand, totally understand why you feel that way because this is such a dense record. And there's an all, there's a lot going on with it. And yeah, it's a, it's a very difficult subject and it it is very 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 weighty there's that song um skeleton of splendor and i think there's a heaviness to that song even though it's a very relatively kind of acoustic yeah relatively acoustic when they did the acoustic show at the aquarium that's the that's the song that they showed off on this album and it works brilliantly acoustically but you can hear the toil that saying goodbye to this man who was a mentor figure to them you can really hear it in that song and you've got that beautiful heartbreaking hook of i think brent is that the brent or troy going like to my detriment i mean it's it's a really really it is it is quite a a a a sour mood although i i can sort of languish in it quite comfortably i think it is a really awesome tune and then it goes, I mean, we talked about the synthesizers yesterday as well. Then there's this huge sort of Doctor Who episode from the 1970s Moog synthesizer that uh, comes into it. And it's it's almost funny. It's almost like a, because of the tension that has built, it's almost hilarious. I mean, I laughed the first time I heard that because... It just seems such a preposterous thing to put into that. And we were having this discussion yesterday and you were saying that you kind of found it difficult to 
get into those bits because they seemed a bit too silly maybe or just a little it's, i mean look this is i said to you yesterday this is the most at mastodon i've ever sounded like dream theater yeah. and yeah. although like that is a bit of a joke really um and obviously a bit of a dig at, at dream theater i think there's parts on it where it's not even like i don't understand it like oh my god what's going on i'm just like lads you've created this very kind of doomy dark dour musical landscape but there's bits like, you know, Van Halen guitars at the start of, um, is it Peace and Tranquility? That's that one that's got that weird kind of like Eddie Van Halen-esque. It's not, is it actually? That's just a I heavy... Mean, I, in my notes, I said Peace and Tranquility starts off sounding like Opeth. So I'm not sure if... Yeah, Opeth no, no, that is right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, no. That, that kind of... Don't, 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 I think that is... Okay, I yeah, think that's yeah. very Van Halen. That, yeah, yeah. That's very kind of Van Halen-y, I think. Um... It's got that mad Brett Hines twinkler sort of guitar riff on it. Mm. And I was like, oh, this is kind of brightening the place up a little bit. And I don't mind that. But there are points where they get full-blown, full-blown capes and, you know... Yes, Rick Wakeman stuff. Yeah, mm. yeah, it, on this record, more so than ever. And I, I find myself going, I'm not sure I'm ever going to be able because i just i can't get on board with a lot of that stuff i compared it yesterday to you to pell communion and heritage by opus yes 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 the more 70s kind of mood sounds in those records now opeth are great and i think even when they do that stuff they're very very good at it very very good at it i think mastodon are probably very good at it as well but um I think for both bands, for them to appeal to what I like, there's a, a balance and a seesaw that I need them to kind of stay on top of. And I think Mastodon, are like Opeth, to be fair, have just dumped a fucking elephant on one side of the seesaw and the, de- the little skinny death metal guy on the other side has gone flying off into the other side of the, you know, the, the play park. Um, he's gone. He's not there anymore. We're still there with Masters on this. There's, you know, some really heavy bits on this. This is definitely a metal record as much as a prog record. It's a very dark, doomy, like I say, dour um, metal record generally, I would say. But, you know, like I've mentioned, there are some real kind of epic bits, some very kind of um, aggressive, like outwardly kind of fully sonically aggressive bits. But it's just occasionally that seesaw dips too far into the like real, not real so good proggy prog. old man Jethro Tull yeah. territory for your for your taste. Yeah, I completely yeah, yeah. get that. And actually, when I first heard the record, I did find those moments. Whilst I laughed at them, um, I did find them jarring. Um, it works. The more I've listened to it, the more it works for me. And I did also wonder, and I proposed this to you in the pub yesterday i wonder if nick john loves those kinds of sounds and i wonder if it's sort of a note to him in that respect they did release a cover of stairway to heaven as a sort of tribute to nick john which would sort of suggest to me that maybe he was into that grand majestical proggy stuff so and if that is the case i mean i i don't know that for a fact but if that is the case then i can understand why putting that stuff into those songs would be in tribute to him you know um so i've kind of 
I suppose that's how I've made my peace with those bits. Um, but I actually do quite like them now. And I think if you're going to have a solo in a song, whether it's a keyboard solo, dr- uh, drum solo, guitar solo, whatever, the purpose of it, nine times out of ten, is to elevate the song to a different plane. And I think those bits, the, a- any time they solo on this record, whatever they are soloing with i mean there's a bass solo on this record to you know get just to tick off all the prog cliches but i do think that every time it does bring the song to a to another level it 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 ramps things up and i think that's what i think that is kind of the purpose of solos so i always i've kind of gone well they it it is doing that thing and I, i think it definitely does that on skeleton of splendor as soon as that comes in you're like whoa we've we've gone up a level you know um i think it's worth saying i don't want to give yes this is a very dense quite proggy record i mean it is one of macedon's proggiest records if not their proggiest but there's some really heavy shit on here as well um stuff like i mean the chorus on the crux I was going to say the crux. I mean, the crux. When that came in, I was like, "Hooray! Right. This is going to be really good." Yeah, and like, and I'm not. And I'm not actually not saying it's not really good, but I was like, "This is, you know, we're going places." It's this. This is fucking great. I was really surprised that that has not been earmarked as a single because I thought it screamed single. Mm. But that sort of I feel pressure like that is such a wicked hook, and yeah. I, I, I. I love how that song gets all languid and space agey towards its conclusion. It's a really dreamy heavy vibe to that song and i would almost say to the entire record there is a sense of being in a in a dream for this this whole album savage lands has this really strong savage lands yeah like the riff on that is outstanding yeah yeah absolutely Absolutely outstanding Uh, just Mm. astonishing you know i really like gobbler gobblers of dregs Mm. as well yeah longest song of the record And it's very, got that sort of sci-fi. I mean, yeah, when they get that doomy sci-fi thing just right, proggy, doomy, sci-fi metal, it's a great idea, Mm. you know? And they also imbue it with this real sense of longing and loss. And, you know, like, what I find is I'm kind of scratching around, scrabbling around, going, okay, I need to put all of this in order in my head because it's so much to take in. Yeah. And I don't quite feel like I... Like, if you ask me now where to rank this um, in, in Mastodon's back catalogue, I'd just flat out refuse to do that. I'd, I would I'd say. still struggle to do that, even though I'm, mm. you know, way more ahead on it and how much I like it. Um, mm. um, yeah, I would still struggle to do that, definitely. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, I... So it's not like I don't have any opinions on this record at all. There's not things I like on it at all. I just think it's so much to kind of take in and maybe more so than, I mean, I would say certainly more so than any album they've done since Crack the Sky, this is much more of a challenge. And I think this arguably might even be even more of a challenge because it's it's longer, there's yeah. more to it. And it's it's not as kind of twinkly and sparkly as a, a record i don't think yeah no 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 i i i think this is probably their their most difficult record um for all of those relatively obvious reasons i suppose um but i think it has really rich rewards in in it as well and i think it is incredibly diverse i mean this is you know for a metal band this is a really diverse record there's a lot of stuff going on on this album um 
and I think the more I listened to it, I was trying. I was had that question in my head of like going over their previous records. What does it sound the most like? I don't think this is really nail on head. Head on nail. Well, I don't think that it's quite accurate, but I kind of get the feeling that there's a crack the sky sort of scope and structure to the album. But then there are these bursts of remission-esque heavy riffing. And there might not be enough of that remission-esque heavy riffing for some people. But I'm actually quite happy with the amount that there is. I'd say there's four or five songs that have a really, like, gruff, yeah, remission-esque heavy riffing style i mean that that album just sounds elephantine you know it sounds so big and it sounds it's so weighty and mm. i keep coming back to this weight thing with this record because that's that's how it, it feels weighty whether it's being uh led by the heart or whether it's being led by the gut you know and just wanting to riff out either way it is really really weighty but it also has like the the broadest palette that mastodon have ever painted with there's a borderline chris cornell hue to i think brent Hines's voice on the beast and then there's these like radiohead-esque ooze that come into that track as well like ooh, and there's all these and uh, the, uh, some beautiful blues guitar playing that starts that track they've got a guy called marcus king who's this blues guy playing uh guitar on that song and there's just, it's a really beautiful, serene, almost amnesiac-esque Radiohead cut, but done in a Mastodon way. And I don't think they've ever really done anything quite like that, certainly since Crack the Sky, but I think it sounds really good. And I really like that direction. We talk about bands um, as they progress, like growing old gracefully or whatever. I think this is a really good direction for Mastodon to go. It feels this feels like the biggest stylistic leap that they have made possibly in their career from one record to the next. Do you think that's fair? Uh hmm. Mm. Crack the sky to the hunters quite a jump, isn't it? That's true. But I mean even still I think it's I think it's comparable. Yeah, maybe, maybe. I mean, I would say that. I mean, they're the, that's the Injustice for All into the Black album. Yes, sort of thing yes, there, isn't it? absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And then you have, I mean, whereas this feels a little bit like quite a proggy, um, but still more palatable version of what they're doing into a very proggy, occasionally palatable version of what they're doing. So actually, I think that. Crack the sky to the hunter would still be the jump. I I think I think I think this album is absolutely chock full of hooks, just to like pick you up on the palatable point. But I think sometimes it takes a little while to find them. But once you have, that they they are there. You know, um, I mean, had it all, for example, which I don't know. Is this the first ever Mastodon ballad? There's a there's an argument to say that it has a ballad esque quality to it at least it's not exactly a ballad but it's probably as close as we'll ever get and Troy's crooning in it about light will guide you along and you're not you're gonna make it and when and then when it breaks into that chorus where it's you had it all it sounds so lush and I don't think of Macedon sounding lush but they sound really really lush on this song it's utterly sublime there's a kind of jar of flies slash sap Alice in Chains vibe to it and i think 
that works really well and then this soaring uh guitar solo and a doom laden middle riff section which just sounds absolutely incredible it's actually probably one of my favorite mastodon songs and one of the most uncharacteristic mastodon songs as well i think it's fucking Mm. amazing yeah uh that is really good that song um i think it's a it's a weird uh oxymoron actually this record in that it probably has more breadth than maybe any other mastodon album and it goes to more places like you say at times you go oh remission and at times you go oh once more around the sun and then at times you go oh Mm. you know there's some massive songs on emperor sand absolutely massive and yet i think something like i mean I'll, I'll, I'll go back to tear drinker you look at that and you go well that that might be the the like the the biggest sounding if that if you put that on emperor sand it might be the biggest sounding epic stadium song on that record it's really big really really big but because everything's so sad because they are sad even when they're being celebratory it does still feel grey. This record, there's a, there's like, and not in, a, this is not in an insulting way, but I think this is a grey record, colour-wise. It might go to lots of different places, but the colour always feels very grey. I think, and, and that fits with the album artwork, which is quite yeah. a bluey, grey hue. Yeah, yeah, and so I think it's weird because musically it goes to very, very, very many places, um, but emotionally it does stay in sort of a similar territory now fair play to mastodon for mining you know an hour and a half of that territory and managing to find different ways to express it but they are essentially expressing like you say it's one you know this is one piece this is one album uh this this album is a kind of one coherent piece and I don't know it's not an insult per se it's just i think it's interesting that uh that for all the breadth it has it is kind of emotionally and um thematically quite regimented as opposed to other records as opposed to kind of almost every other album they've ever done um i understand what you're saying i understand what you're saying i i i feel like I can understand why the thought of being in that sort of thematic world and that that sense of the heaviness and that I mean the greyness yeah I do understand what you're saying absolutely I just in I'm actually weirdly enjoy being in that realm and I, I think I really enjoy it it's weird because it always feels like a heavy undertaking putting this record on but whilst it feels epic I don't feel like it drags it doesn't for me now that might not be the case with you yet or maybe full stop but i always feel like when this this album always feels lengthy and epic like a really epic film like a ben-hur or lord of the rings or something but it's not like boring i I mean you there are some people who might argue that it's ponderous but i don't think it is i think there's always enough of a drive to it i don't i don't think it's any of those things mm. i don't think it's any i don't think it's ponderous or i don't particularly think it's too long it doesn't really drag cool. okay. as a record oh that's because cool. i think mu- because i think musically it does do lots of things i just think it's interesting i mean it's almost like it's, it's almost like one of those things that you set yourself like 
we're going to make an album entirely of sad themes but we're going to see how how much different stuff we can make or how different we can make sadness sound and to be fair to mastodon they have done that mm. they have done that but when you think of their other albums that are based on similar themes i do feel like they've emotionally wandered into this just feels like grief like like to be honest the whole to me the whole album at the moment is you know all 15 tracks grief every single one grief mm. pretty much right probably i mean i mean it feels like yeah. that we don't know that for a fact we don't know for a fact but, but that's probably. what it feels like to me mm. that's what it feels like to me and i'm like 15 16 odd listens into it 15 to 20 listens in and it feels like grief to me that's not a bad thing it's not like if that's what they want to make an album about we've had other other metal bands make albums purely based on like anger or you know whatever and they don't have you know an eighth of the amount of musical dexterity that mastodon show on here but i do think when i listen to crack the sky or when i listen to blood mountain or something you're you're hit with a different barrage of emotions at least different characters feeling different emotions you don't get that this is probably the first mastodon album i think where you don't get that um, and that's not necessarily i don't think that's necessarily a bad thing because obviously there's not all like you said all four of them feel sad about you know the the loss of this person and they made an album about it and they've managed to make a very broad album essentially i think um expressing one emotion i i don't know if that's strictly true i think it i think it stays on one theme but i think it expresses multiple emotions through that so one example would be like dagger which has this really wicked hook which is the price we pay to know you which is the sort of bittersweet way of looking at it it's like we loved you so much the price we paid is you left early and it and that hurt so much but that's also quite celebratory in a it's celebratory in a sense but it's also quite melancholic and and sad and i think because these things are multiple things at a time or can be seen as multiple things at one time it makes it interesting enough and broad enough to see that and i don't feel like i get those multiple uh meanings behind each of the songs you know the first few times that i listen to the record but i feel like i get them more and more and more the more that i listen to it and i think I mean, of all the themes to write a big, long, epic album about, death feels like a relatively good one to do that for, you know? It's something which is going to affect all of us, and um, whether it's people leaving us too early or, or our own mortality, and it's it does seem something weighty enough and decent enough to fill eighty six an 86-minute record, and I think they do approach it in loads of different ways. And... I don't know, I think it works. I can understand why this isn't a record that you're going to want to put on. I mean, it's been, you, you said yourself that we, we've listened to this almost every single day, which isn't really the ideal way to listen to it because I think you do have to be in a certain mood for an album like this. But if you are in that yeah. mood, I think it could be really, really powerful. Really, mm -hmm. really powerful. And, and Mastodon have never... What I think is really interesting about this record is Mastodon have rarely, if ever, hit me in an emotional way. 
And on this record, they really do multiple times. And eight albums in, it's another string to their bow. It's like, oh, right, you can really move me emotionally. And I didn't realise they could do that before. Even with, even, I think Crack the Sky and Emperor Sand, both of them are so dressed up in metaphor. Yes, they're about death and you can kind of tell, but they're so dressed up in these sorts of fantastical worlds that it doesn't move me in the same way. But this is very bare and very, it doesn't feel dressed up. It feels a lot more kind of naked. And I was really quite surprised that, because I love Macedon, I think they're amazing, but that's something that they've never done to me in the past and they do it throughout this record yeah yeah i mean yeah it's definitely it is stripped bare more stripped bare than emotionally naked than they've they've ever been undoubtedly um i i think they're i i, I don't know i do think mastodon are quite a an emotionally stirring band personally I think I've, I think I think they can be. Yeah, I think they can. I think they have been and they can be, in at moments throughout their career. Um, certainly, this one feels the like I say, it's the most naked. Yeah. That they felt. So, uh, this I is. I think uh, surely this is the most emotionally stirring, complete yeah. work they have done. I mean, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. I'm trying to think yeah, yeah. of previous masters of songs that have really moved me emotionally and. I, I am struggling to, I don't mean this as a, I'm not trying to, you know, do them down or anything like that because I really like this band, but I, I can't think of one that's made me really like almost well up. Like, it, but but this album is full of those songs. And I think that's awesome that they're able to just take that out of the hat and do that eight albums into their career, you know. Mm. There is a few, I think, on um... March of the Fire Ants. That that moves <laughs> yeah. to doesn't it? Yeah. Well, like Octopus has no friends. I think uh, it's quite yeah. Um, stirring. Creature lives. Um, I always feel bad about the creature. I I feel bad for the creature. Yeah. Well, fair enough. Um, <laughs> you know, the last Baron. Yeah. 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 Okay, that's a quite a good shout. You know. There's, they've they've done it. They have done it, but yeah, not to this extent. I mean, they've it, it, it's it's fully it's fully naked. It's fully naked, raw, um, unfiltered. Mm. This is what this is. Kind of sadness throughout this record, which is a new thing for Mastodon. Mm. And yes, if you catch it at the right time, mm. uh, it can be. I think it's incredibly powerful. I am still at the point with this record where I there's nothing on it where I'm like, well, that doesn't work, or that's rubbish, or whatever. Nope. Nothing at all. Nothing. But equally, I don't feel like I've... I've maybe twice of all those times I've listened to it that I've sat down and I've gone, ah, this is really good. This is really good. Mm. Sometimes I find it myself like losing interest. Sometimes I find myself going, I can't listen to any more of this. Like oh, it's right. too heavy. It's too heavy. Um, like, it's too kind of thematically, emotionally heavy. And I'm like, oh, it's getting like, it's just too much. Mm. Um, and, you know, not, you know, not in a, not in a bad way. Just like, that's, that's sort of how I feel about it. Mm. I, I think, yeah, I mean, the last song, uh, which is called Gigantium, mm. it's fucking beautiful. Yeah. 
you know when the strings come in and when you get that kind of orchestral parts it's such an amazing way to end the record and it feels like like music that could i'm not saying it was but could have been played at at someone's funeral you know it's really beautiful and it's the only time on the record where i'm like this feels like something ascending Mm. and we've had to wait it's what the last three minutes of a hour and a half long record and you get that sense of ascending right at the very very end which is probably done deliberately but that's kind of the only time that thus far that i've felt it not be just like man these people are really it's like a lot of hurt it's just a lot of hurt to be it's a lot of hurt to sit with for for kind of 90 minutes i think Mm. Mm. but mastodon are great like musically this is fucking great often i still think some of the proggy bits i'm like well i don't know I don't know, but it's hard. You're going to have to come back to me in a year, I think. I, I feel like my, I mean, you were saying this about Crack the Sky earlier. I, I, I actually liked Crack the Sky more than you did upon its initial release. But what are we, 10 years down the line? However many, 10, 11 years down the line from that record? 12. 12. Oh, fuck. What off. the fuck? Uh, oh, Jesus Christ. Um, my appreciation for that record is so much higher than it was when it was like so much higher and i'm convinced that this will be as well i think it will take even longer for me to fully appreciate this record because i've listened to it at least as many times as you have i believe and even though i i really really like it i think much more than you at the moment i still don't feel like i've got a full grip of what this album is and and i think it'll be well into next year before that happens probably but i will be listening to it regularly because i think it is a great album and i do understand like how thematically it can be very daunting and very very heavy but i actually i find this an easier listen than say alexis marshall or lingua ignota or anything like that i think it's easier to digest than that side of things yeah oh well most things are i would i would say true true i would say most things are easier to digest than them but there's something like there's something far more visceral about both of those artists Uh, yeah yeah oh yeah you know there's something considerably more visceral than both of those artists and what we get here but i I Um, think mastodon have found a sort of beauty in their melancholy yeah a a lot of this is really bittersweet i think there's a there's a lot of beauty in both of those artists that you've just mentioned as well in daughters and in lingering nota particularly in lingering nota which can be like you know so delicate but also so skull crushingly heavy at the yeah. same time she's usually creating beauty and then destroying it in front yeah. of your you get one like... or the other i mean to be fair i think actually dynamically although this album i don't think ever goes to quite the the borders that are set out on this record I don't think reach either side of what Lingering Nota does. But there's no real middle ground with Lingering Nota. What Mastodon have done with this record is they've hugely explored the middle ground. Mm. Mm. You know? Lingering Nota is like, it's like Australia. Lingering Nota is all around, everything's around the edges, isn't it? Lingering Nota is the edges. You're saying this album's the outback? Yeah. (laughs) And there's, like, if, well, yeah, if, if, if Lingering Nota was australia and everyone just lives around the edges of it that's that and then mastodon have just come and plonked themselves in the middle and gone well, we've got all this to roam around in so why don't we congratulations you and have I, just um 
uh, done a mate. really weird metaphor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the weirdest metaphor of your career, I reckon. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it is, yeah, I, I think, you know, like either side, uh, th- that those artists go further. Oh, but they probably don't, but they don't explore the middle ground to such an extent that Mastodon do. And I think that's yeah. an incredibly, that's a equally difficult skill. Yeah, and I, and exactly. And I, and I think there's a lusciousness to this and a more dreamy kind of quality, which is nicer to stay in for an hour and a half. I, I, I think Lingua Ignota and Alexis Marshall are amazing, but the thought of an hour and a half album from either of those artists scares the fucking crap out of me. And it's not actually something I would want. This is something that I would welcome more into my life because, like I said at the beginning of this review, the idea of Mastodon doing a double record is appealing to me. And I think they have pulled yeah. this off really well. I think... We need to remind ourselves this is a double album and most double albums are failures. <laughs> you know, if you're being really harsh about it, most of yeah. them are failures. And this is yeah. so a billion, million miles away from a failure of any kind whatsoever. I think it's a really amazing tribute to a man who obviously meant an awful lot to this band. And I think he incorporates a whole ton of stuff that they've done in the past whilst also reaching into newer territories and different territories for Macedon and for them to do that 21 years, 22 years into their career, that's just a I mean, I never doubted Macedon I never imagined that they wouldn't be able to do that but I think they've done it in quite a spectacular way with this, I, re- I really 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 rate this record I like mm. it a lot I'm uh, admire it more than actually love it at the moment. I have to say, which is I, I perfect. I totally understand that. That's mm. that, that. That's a totally legitimate. Yeah. I tell you what, though, I do want to give a shout out to David Bottrell, who's done, who's a producer, who's done a lot yeah. of work with Tool for making Mastodon sound just different to yeah. how. Like I, I can't quite put my finger because I think they kind of they they there is at least four different iterations of how mastodon sound over their career already and i think he's you've 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 added i mean i'm sure the band have had a lot to do with it as well but you've added another one here because they don't quite like you said they don't quite sound like they ever have before it's not musically that like they've decided to go they haven't gone scar or anything but <laughs> like they just the way the tonality of how they sound yeah those voices the guitar tones the you know everything about it just sounds a little bit kind of a little bit darker and it's a very kind of subtle change but i think it like the the, the record itself is beautifully luscious sounding mm. yes exactly and mm. there's not many previous mastodon records that you could have described as luscious you know but i really i really i didn't know it before listening to this record but i really like mastodon sounding luscious i think it's really cool i really like it yeah, good shout okay. on shouting out David Bottrell. I'm sure, yes, I'm sure the band had a lot to do with it, but yes, it probably was a lot to do with him as well. So yeah, he's got a it's fucking amazing back catalogue of yeah. stuff. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I don't really have anything else to say about this other than please ask me in 18 months what I think about it because mm. mm. I reckon I'll know more then. It would all. It would be. I mean, I'm not saying we're definitely going to do this, but it would be interesting to go back to this in a year, 18 months, and. I don't know. Maybe we'll do that. Maybe we'll do that on a classic album one day. You never know. I, I, I am not at the point where I'm ready to go. This is a classic, yet or anything like that. But I do think it has the potential. Well, even to if be. you, even if you were, I wouldn't let you do a classic album on this. No, like, no, 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 Three no. weeks after it came out. <laughs> no. <I'm fucking> <laughs> mad, <laughs> I wasn't suggesting that. I'm just saying. <laughs> okay, good. Um, yeah, Mastodon. 
Or Mastodon. Mastodon. If you're from the enemy. Uh, Hushed and Grim. It's out now. Um, We'll be back soon. We're going to do a review of a couple of things. We're going to be doing actually a catch-up of a load of shit that we quite like this coming week on Riot Act. Should be a review of Lana Del Rey's latest album coming out at some point as well. And probably Mole as Mm -hmm. well. Mm Mm-hmm going to be talking about that mole record that everyone's losing their shit about. I wonder if we're going to lose our shit about it as well. I reckon we are. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a little tease for you. Yeah. Uh, all right. Thanks very much for listening, everyone. We will see you again. Bye now.